If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome back to B2B Growth. Today, we have the opportunity to talk with Adam Peak. He is the co-host of the People of pa- Packaging podcast. He's the business development and channel partnership manager at Fortis Solutions Group. Father of five, husband of one. Adam, did I leave anything off that the audience should know about? I mean... I do have a rap song on iTunes. That's kind of fun. <laughs> so awesome. I guess I'm sort of a professional rapper. Uh, but that's not that's not entirely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think like many people, I'm a uh, simple yet complicated human being, which is what makes us all great. So, <laughs> man, where do you have time between your, your children, your dedicated husband, you're a rapper by night? I mean, where? podcaster sales extraordinaire by day so a couple of those things are true some of them are uh exaggerations but one of them is a flat-out lie i'm not a rapper (laughs) by night just so everybody is well aware but i do enjoy hip-hop music and time management like honestly for me is a really big deal it's a big topic obviously but i do intentionally i do a lot of time blocking and and it turns out so that everybody's aware that 168 hours that every human being has every single week is really valuable and important. And uh, so I just try to get the most out of it that I can. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's great. Well, we talked about some really interesting topics last time we spoke, and I'm, I'm so excited to jump into them today. As it relates to growth and, and sales and growth, what is something that you feel like everyone should start doing? So I won't speak to like every single industry or like some sort of like magic button for sales or growth or whatever it is. I really believe that it starts with an internal idea of who you are. So actually uh, a friend of mine, I think he's a friend of the podcast as well. uh, Dale Dupree says like, know thyself so that you can know thy prospect, that kind of idea. So from a sales perspective, perspective, I think that a lot of salespeople really oddly enough struggle with just confidence in understanding their identity and who they are as a person. And so that's where you get these sort of like sales gimmicks and these, because the gimmicks might work for people who aren't resolved in their personhood and who they are. And so for me, that's the biggest thing is understanding that my self-worth, my identity, my value is not tied to a budget number. It's, it's intrinsic. There's nothing that anybody can do to dehumanize or devalue me. And so I can bring that now into sales calls. I don't have to lie. I don't have to cheat. I don't have to manipulate because at the end of the day, if somebody says yes, or if somebody says no, it should not change who I am fundamentally. Hmm. 
That's really good. How do you focus on and, and kind of stay at that mindset or frame of mind or whatever, where, where you're, where you're that confident in who you are as a person, even when we're, we're riding the up the highs and lows of sales and deal pipelines. Yeah. And, and that's, it's a great question because I think confidence and we'll call it like pride or like, you know, like the overconfident people, there is a fine line there. I think like, I'm not confident in that like my confidence isn't like, I know I can sell to anybody. I really don't have much confidence in that at all. But, you know, for me, I have just daily practices of, uh, you know, first of all, having five kids will really give you a sense of humility <laughs> just as, you know, as, as a person. But every day, like this is just true. So um, every morning my wife and I wake up, we turn on the coffee pot and, we read, uh, we read from the Bible. I'm a Christian person. So we read together and then we pray. And regardless of what your faith system is, meditation and prayer, especially to start your day, is a really valuable mm. process. Just even from a physiological perspective is a really valuable thing. But for me, it helps to kind of set my day. There's a, I use this quote, all the time. Actually, when my kids were like two and three years old, I would ask them, I oh, I didn't ask them this. I trained them. I brainwashed them <laughs> with this answer. But I would say, uh, kids, who's the greatest female rapper of all time? And they would say, Lauren Hill. <laughs> because it's true. So from her, from the album, This Education of Lauren Hill, she has a, a quote that I think about and, and I listen to the song often. And she says, you know, how are you going to win if you ain't right within? And she repeats it over mm. and over and over again in this one song. And that mantra, that idea is something like, I'm not going to win in sales, even if I hit my budget, even if I hit my number. But if I feel rotten inside, it's not really winning. It's making money. And there's a huge difference between those two. Um, I also want to give a quick shout out to my friend, Andrea Hardiman who you should all follow on LinkedIn. Uh, she works at Adobe, but she's also an artist. And she made, she didn't make this for me. She just made it and I bought it. So it's it's a Lauren Hill picture. I don't know if you guys can see it, but it says, how are you going to win if you ain't right within? So her website, if I can, I'm not even paid for this, by the way, is uh, Papillion Skies, P-A-P-I-L-L-O-N-S-K-I-E-S.com. Um, she does great artwork, but that's so I, just, awesome. I have that, I have that in my office and so that, that's another thing. So Jesus and Lauren Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can, we can wrap it up there. That's perfect. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's awesome. That that's such a good quote. It's so true though. I mean, if you're not, how are you going to, how are you going to help influence other people and bless other people? If, if you're kind of a mess inside have you seen, what are some of the examples before we get into some of the more positive and encouraging examples, the way you've seen that, how have you seen the more, the opposite of that play out either in your own life or with other salespeople or whatever else where, you know, they themselves were a mess and then it kind of communicated that across and they weren't able to bless those around. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll speak to it anecdotally without using very specific stories. How does that sound? <laughs> sure. Because it's, it's really all around us. So I've been on the other side within the industry, within the packaging industry. So I've been in supply chain and procurement. So I've been on the receiving end of really awful sales outreach, really bad marketing copy, uh, really bad 
salespeople. But it always seemed to coincide for me. And I was young when I was doing that. So I was in my late 20s, early 30s, and I was newly married. My, I had a, a young son. And it always seemed like the people who stuck around, um, and I didn't know, like, I, I wouldn't say that I knew like everybody's personal life or whatever it was, but you could tell that they had a certain sense of character and integrity, and that would come through in conversations. So if somebody, for example, if somebody knew that I was married and that I was, I was, a, I'm an ordained minister, and then they're like inviting me out to the strip club, <laughs> like that's not, you know, and, and then that person was not around in, you know, they weren't selling for very long, at least to the company yeah. that I worked for. And then, you know, you'd go look on their LinkedIn profile and they were from job to job to job to job, mm. or, you know, the salespeople who are always trying to have the person who's on the take and, you know, funneling a money under the table or whatever the negative things are. It, it seemed like it perpetuated this cycle of, yeah, they could bring in short-term gains for their company, but it wasn't long-term. And, and I knew when I got into sales that I was not going to be that person. I wanted to hold myself with, with high moral regard and, and uprightness and integrity. So sadly, I was able to see negative examples of that. But positively, there are, you know, for every one of those, there's probably, you know, 30 people that I admire and look up to and respect in, yeah. in the sales industry. So that's awesome. You, you've shared some really interesting ways of now, now moving from the, from the negative on to, okay, how have you built some practices and, and just routines or whatever else where uh, you're operating with that principle you talked about before of you give and serve others. And, you know, obviously that starts with, with Lauren Hill and yeah. then it goes Clearly. on from there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how have you done that and, and kind of scaled that process of, of giving to others and, and making that a practice that you can do in an ongoing way in sales? Yeah. So I learned about it obviously from Lauren Hill and Jesus, but also <laughs> very practically, like I, I like following uh, like Josh Braun and he has, you know, his, him talking about like deposits and withdrawals and just making a lot of deposits. And that, that was a thing for me that was like, oh, as silly as it is, like, so if I am providing value for people and that's the end goal, you know, it's not, it's not reciprocal. Like, I'm not like, I'm going to provide value as long as you're giving me value back or as long as you're giving me something back in return, you know, it's just, just, just be useful and be valuable to people. So I try to do that. Like I try to post on LinkedIn every day and I don't do a lot of like selling and self-promotion and self-marketing on LinkedIn. I'm trying to be a valuable voice for the packaging community. And coincidentally, that has led to lots of really incredible opportunities and lots of great interactions with people. Because as it turns out, if you're useful, people want to work with helpful and useful people. I mean, you'd think like, oh, this is a no brainer. And I was a little bit slower on it, I guess. But so that's one thing is just providing, providing constant, steady stream of value and showing up and being consistent with it day in and day out. And then as that transpires through to prospect and customer relationships. I think you also have going back to the principle of being right within. There's actually another 
great quote by Ice Cube where he says, get your mind right, get your grind right, right? Like <laughs> going back to getting your mind right is being super comfortable giving referrals to your competitors, knowing what you do really well and knowing what your competitors do really well and having just a tremendous amount of personal integrity to be like, we're actually bad at that or we're not as good as this other person. Mm -hmm. I, I do that on a regular basis, to be honest with you. And people really value it and respect it. And I would venture to guess there's not a lot of salespeople who have conversations with prospects and reps when they say, well, what can I work with you on? Wow. And so well, they're trying to do anything just to work with you on a project because you've been so truthful about the areas that maybe you all fall short. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. And it's the long game because honestly, I'm like, well, nothing right now. And that's fine. But people leave jobs and situations change. And if you're going to be in sales for the long haul, then take the, take the long view of that, you know, lose, lose the battle, but maybe eventually you'll end up winning, you know, winning the war, so to speak. But, yeah, that's great. You've done something that's been so fascinating to me, which is creating a, a niche podcast. Speaking of the long game, what has that journey been like? Cause I think for a lot of us, we hear create value, post content on LinkedIn. And I'll admit it, even for myself, at times, it's so overwhelming. I'm like, dude, I've got a million things going on. How do I go above and beyond create value without having to sign up for a whole webinar series that I'm going to be creating or something like this huge lofty thing? So how have you done that in your, in your practice? Um, I'll keep going back to the original point. Um, so if I'm like, if I want to be a person who does something with excellence, and if I want to do it consistently... Then in this case, I like with the LinkedIn posting, it's like I put it on my calendar. Literally every single morning, I've got a calendar note that says post something on LinkedIn. And and because I want to hold myself up as somebody who is has integrity, which means I do what I say I'm going to do when I say I'm going to do it, then that's it's a practice for me to do that. Uh, on the podcast front, I knew so... When I when I was talking with my friend Ted, who is the co-host of the podcast, and we were having some adult beverages at a trade show, and we were just talking about issues that are going on, and I looked on my phone, and I I enjoy podcasts, I find them to be really valuable and useful, and I looked at my phone, and I was like, bro, there's not a packaging podcast, and we were like, what? I'm like, yeah, we should start one. And so the more I started to do research in this, I'm like, yeah, we can do this. But what I realized was this, it was easy to start a podcast. Almost anybody can start a podcast and there are tools that make it really easy to do that. But again, just like the LinkedIn thing, just like the integrity thing, I was like, if we're going to do it, then we're going to do it. And we're going to be consistent and we're going to create value and we're going to be useful. And every podcast episode is not going to be, you know, Adam and Ted's sales pitch for our respective companies. It's just going to be just show up, be consistent, be useful, provide value. And so just like the first thing, it's an extension of that, of that principle. And that's just what we've done. So we we're almost at the end of our third season. Wow. And we've interviewed some of the most incredible people in the industry. I mean, there's an organization called the World Packaging Organization. So it's the packaging organization of the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And it's not, I mean, it's not just a name. It's like, it's a big organization. And, you know, I got to interview the president of the organization who like speaks to the United Nations and helps set policy on sustainability issues and all sorts of things like that. So I, I get, I got to talk to this person, which was incredible. That person will never buy packaging from me, but he, he provided so much value to not just me, but now also to my network of people. So the people who are concerned about sustainability with packaging, I have a, I have a connection now to provide them. So it's, it's useful, it's valuable. And it is the, I know that this is the, the B2B growth podcast, but I will just put this out there to anybody listening. It has been the single best thing I've ever done from a business development standpoint like more so than cold calling. And I know that that's important and more so than email campaigns. All that stuff is, is all great and I do it and it's needed. But having a podcast and having one that provides value and meeting interesting people that are in my space has been the best. That's awesome. Can you cite, what were some examples, that, that one example with the world packaging association or i can't remember the exact name is that yeah, is that w, right it's the world packaging organization but you're close so close is, is there any other like examples of how you were able to to even get deals from the podcast or, or what does that look like for you today with your strategy where you've got this podcast running and how do you actually get business from this yeah so this is not i'm not a marketer by trades just so everybody knows so if you're in marketing and you're listening to me talk right now you're going to be like this is awful this is just awful <laughs> just so everyone knows because i don't like track the i don't i don't have like metrics that i'm track I, I know how many people listen to each episode i know where they are and that's all anecdotally though I would say I get anywhere from one to two people who contact me and it starts off with, Hey, Adam, I'm a huge fan of your podcast and we need help on our packaging, hoping you can steer us in the right direction. When can we talk? <laughs> and it's pretty that's sweet. Not, it's awesome. Right. And, and so it's not like, it's not a bait and switch. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't, I don't go to somebody and I'm like, Hey, I really want you to be on my podcast secretly. I'm really just going to sell you packaging afterwards. But you know what I mean? Like, that's not because again, all again, back to that, like right within, like that is slimy to me. If that's my intentions and I should just state it up front. Um, that's not my intention. My intention is again, to provide value and be useful. And so from creating a, a platform that is, valuable and useful to people in the industry, the, there's a, a term I heard called OPN, which is other people's networks. If you're into naughty by nature, you could say that I'm down with, <laughs> with OPN. OPN. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, <laughs> although networks is a much better last word than what the hundred percent stands for in that song. If anybody knows <laughs> yeah. the song, it's not safe for the whole family, but other people's networks, other yep. people's networks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there is a lot of power in that, you know? So having somebody on from the world packaging organization was incredible. I wasn't like, I need to have this person on so that I can reach out to this exact person over here. And I, and I don't even know who people like what episodes they listen to. Nobody's like, very rarely do they say, Oh, I listened to your episode with Avelio Matos and Avelio is a packaging designer. And I know that you work in flexible packaging. And so I need, it never really gets that specific. <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> yeah. So that's why I say like marketing people who are really into metrics and ROI and all that kind of stuff. I don't keep track of that. I don't have time to, and I don't value it enough to track it. So somebody could convince me otherwise and hit me up and sell me some kind of software. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But yeah, that's, that's been how it, how it's been going for, for about the last 12 to 15 months. I've been, I've been regularly and routinely, I have a call later today because of that exact thing. So that's awesome. That's really cool. So that just, just so people, you know, who, who haven't done this or, or been as familiar, who are you going like in your mind, like who, who makes an ideal guest on your show? And for anyone listening who would be a good guest on your show, who makes to like, like, how do you think about that? Even though you're not focused on metrics or, or that ROI, how are you deciding who to even bring on or, or who maybe not to bring on your show? Yeah, it's a really scientific process. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. We're all writing this down. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's called the People of Packaging Podcast for a reason. We value people and there is a void of people within the industry who have a platform to share that are people of color and females. And so we disproportionately will highlight their stories and tell their stories on the podcast. Uh, not exclusively, uh, in case you can't see this interview, I am a decidedly white Caucasian man and I speak <laughs> on the uh, on the podcast. So we have, it's a, but it's not like a diversity inclusion podcast, but that is probably one of the filters is I, I want to try to find people who maybe otherwise wouldn't have a platform to have a platform to share on. And then beyond that, I look for interesting things. And then like, I'll do another plug because it's just sitting right here by my desk. But I saw this company, they're called Drinksmith and they make these cocktails, but it's all packaging. So like cool. the bottom of this has juice and the top of it has, has the alcohol and you twist it. And it mixes them together, right? When oh, you twist it. That's so cool. And I was like, that's just packaging. So I had them onto the podcast and talked to them about how they use packaging. I don't sell this stuff. Like it just was cool. Like if I'm trying to provide value, like that's a cool thing to share. And yeah, so it, was, it was fun. That's awesome. That's really cool. For someone who wants to get started and just is like, okay, Adam, this is dope. I get it. Cool. What next? What would be like step one, step two that you would say, all right, this is after my years of learning how to do this. If I was to do it all over again, these are the first two things I would, I would do to get started. On the podcast, right? You mean? Yeah. Or, or, or providing value in general, either, either one, but podcasting seems like a real actionable way. So I'm sure most people that are listening probably want to do their own show too. So yeah. Yeah. Any direction um, I, would, go. I would have an understanding of why do you want to start it? So Ted and I started it because we wanted to provide a platform for people who traditionally didn't have platforms. And we saw podcasting was growing rapidly and we saw a huge void in a trillion dollar global industry. And so we wanted to start a podcast that shared people's stories. So we could have gotten lost in, okay, it's going to be the, it's not the packaging engineering podcast. It's not the packaging design podcast, which now my friend Avelio runs. Uh, it's not the sustainable packaging podcast. It's about people and we knew why. And that makes it a lot easier to, to launch. So I don't have any, there, there's been really nothing about the podcast where I'm like, oh, that was kind of a bummer outside of like learning about 
audiovisual stuff. <laughs> um, but actually, I'll, I will say this. I would not get hung up on that. I would have a why. I would understand what I'm trying to do or what I'm trying to accomplish and find people that will help that mission occur and go talk to them because people ignore emails all the time. They ignore your phone calls all the time. They ignore all your stuff. It's people, when you reach out to someone and say, Hey, I'd really like to have you on my podcast. It's very rare that somebody says no to be totally transparent. I mean, it happens, but you know, then just go talk to them and there's nobody off limits to talk to, like reach out to whomever. And that's what we did. And we have more guests than I have time for. Yeah. So get started. If your goal is like in this case, B2B growth and you, you have, uh, if you're a company and you're trying to use podcasting, you know, certainly recommend reaching out to Josh. I've been, it's been awesome getting to chat with you about, you know, what you guys do and, uh, how you guys help companies. But if you're a, like, I was just a person, you know, a, an individual contributor, but I had a, I had an, I, a thing that I wanted to accomplish that wasn't directly tied to growing my sales. Do you know what I mean? It has led to that. Don't get me wrong, but that wasn't the end goal. And so that's probably why I don't really track all the, all the metrics on it. That's awesome. No, I think it's, that's great, man. Cool. You've provided so much value on this show. What if someone wants to learn more or even connect with you personally, LinkedIn, the best place, what would you suggest? Yeah. I mean, you could show up at my house, but I won't put my address on blast. So that would be the best because uh, we have a thing sitting outside for uh, this. I wish everybody do this, by the way. Delivery drivers right now, it's just a brutal, it's brutal. Like e-commerce has exploded. So we keep out in front of our house, a little gift basket that says delivery drivers, thanks for all you do. And there's snacks and drinks and we replenish it all the time. And our kids love it. And we've got a little, like the Nest camera and the amount of reactions we get. Like it's such an easy way to help (laughs) people and provide value for them. So if you knew, you could connect at my house, but I won't give that address. Yeah. So LinkedIn, I'm, I'm on there, like I said, every single morning. My LinkedIn inbox is busier than my email box. Wow. So, but, you know, shoot me a note there. Uh, I prefer my cell phone numbers there. So send me a text. My That's calendar awesome. is open at adampeak.com. We can schedule some time to chat. And I love talking about sustainable packaging, uh, helping companies set strategies for it. Uh, when it comes to specifically flexible packaging, labels, shrink sleeves, and folding cart and boxes. So uh, that, yeah, I'd love to chat with anybody who wants to nerd out about that. Even even if it's just like an interest that you have, but you don't actually work in the industry. Cool. Adam, thanks so much, man. This has been great. Dude, I was pumped for this all day long. (laughs) That's awesome. This has been great. Thanks, Josh. For the longest time, I was asking people to leave a review of B2B growth in Apple Podcasts. But I realized that was kind of stupid because leaving a review is way harder than just leaving a simple rating. So I'm changing my tune a bit. Instead of asking you to leave a review, I'm just going to ask you to go to B2B growth in Apple Podcasts, scroll down until you see the ratings and reviews section, and just tap the number of stars you want to give us. No review necessary. Super easy. And I promise it will help us out a ton. If you want a copy of my book, Content-Based Networking, just shoot me a text after you leave the rating and I'll send one your way. 
text me at 407-490-3328. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 